You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, what is happening? I'm your host, Max, and you are here for Tuesday's edition of Locked On Seminoles. Did you miss me? I missed me. Tell you what, Drake, it's, uh, I, I love listening to episodes that I'm not in. I genuinely do. I texted y'all that today. I like, it, it's fun. It, I loved listening to the James Coleman interview last week. Um, if y'all haven't checked it out, go check it out. Former fullback James Coleman. Today's episode, I guess yesterday, as our listeners are listening, I love listening to it. But I don't know. It kind of sucks, you know. Like I just feel like I missed out. Like the FOMO hits me. I'm like, oh, I knew. I wish I was How there. How do you think I feel when it's you and Dave? Because I know you call me the fun police. I'm not trying to be the fun police when you know I have scripts. I have what we're doing. Sometimes, man, I want to give my opinion. You guys talked about Spencer Ryler and Oklahoma and the Big Twelve, and I love talking about other college teams. You guys always do that when I'm not on. So yeah, the FOMO yeah. sucks, doesn't it? See, the problem is if you're on and we talk about other teams. We have to actually talk like football, statistics, things like that. We just want to talk about the emotional reaction that gets elicited when we see the faces of certain opposing team players. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that makes me sound like a damn robot. Some Dude, I can sometimes, you know, like say teams or, you know, movie characters or, you know, a TV show. People like, you know, Cobra Kai is kind of like Alabama. Iceland is kind of like Clemson. I mean, come on. Like, that works. Uh-huh. That yeah. works. Please tell me that works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, sure, buddy. That worked. I'll, t- I'll give you it. Okay. Why don't you take any SEC team and relate them to any character in any James Cameron film and tell me why. This is your proving grounds. James Cameron film. I've only seen like two Titanic and avatar. Terminator. He made Terminator. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was the director of the first. He already Terminator. failed this, bro. <laughs> Holy cow, man. Uh, it's tough. I was literally, I did that one. That was a layup because I, I was just expecting you to be like, oh yeah. Um, you know, the Terminator, Nick Saban, uh, Alabama. It's all right, folks. Hey, me and Drake have some fun sometimes. It's all right. James Cameron did direct Terminator at the time. And in fact, I think it was Terminator or maybe it was Conan. One of the two where Arnold Schwarzenegger like went through an extreme weight loss thing. Uh, I think it, it may have been Conan, like one of his first big movies where they basically told him, um, you know, because he was he was like 250, 245 when he was bodybuilding back then. And now that's not that big for a bodybuilder. But at the time, they were like, look, like you are cartoonishly large. Like if you want to be in movies and be taken seriously, you've got to drop the weight. So he worked really hard to get himself down to like, I think, 205 I think, he, I think he lied to him if I remember the story correctly. He like told them he could get down to 205. He was like 220. But anyway, that's that's a story no one, no one cares about. So uh, anyway, we got a great show for y'all today. As we record this, we are actually watching the last inning of the women's softball team. I mean, really put the beat down on Alabama. You know, I think they're they're bringing it back a bit. It's eight to five right now, top of the seventh. We just got an out. No, they got an out, so we're batting. And, uh, you know, it started to get out of hand for a minute. I mean, the girls were up, what, 8-0, Drake, in the fourth inning or the third inning? And then Alabama came steaming back. Um, They've put up, you know, five unanswered runs. And, 
you know, Florida State, uh, well, you went from from possibly run ruling a team, which if you don't know, which a lot of people probably don't because honestly, I had to Google it. If you're up by eight runs, I believe after what, the fifth inning, uh, then the game's over. They just, they end it, call it a day. Everyone gets a cheesesteak and a seven up and go back to the buses. Yeah, I was about to say, because it was, you're right, it was eight to zero after the third inning. I think Elizabeth Mason hit the three, started off everything with a three run bomb, I think in the first. Then you got Sydney Sherrill with the plate discipline of a god and a shell nut, Danny Morgan. I think, I think in the, at the end of that inning, seven different players of our starting nine yeah. scored a run, which That's to me absolutely is absolutely right. absurd, which is, just shows that, and this also was against Hannah, Hannah, what's her last name? Foudy, who pitched a perfect game a few days ago for Alabama, like their true ace. So to me, that's just wild that we are actually, you know, we've gotten better, I think, every game in this tournament, which can't be said for the men's team, but the women's team right now are showing why they've been a dynasty for the past few years and what Lonnie Alameda has actually, has actually made coaching there. Yeah, this team's no joke, by the way, folks. Alabama is a very, very good softball team, and our team had to play them. I'm sure a lot of y'all have heard rumblings about this or whatever. What the NCAA does it's just, and I don't know, maybe it's not the women, maybe it's, but it feels like, you know, these things happen more in the women's sports than the men's, but they, they are literally running this like, like a high school travel team tournament. Just like, oh, we got to, we just got to wait and then we'll play the games uh, one after the other. And it got to the point where our team had to play at midnight on Saturday night, literally some AAU level bullshit. This is the national collegiate athletic association you can't rent the fields for like one more day and just move a couple games back i'm sorry it's a covid year the men have already finished and by the way or i guess not finished our men are finished because we're not even going to talk about that it's going to piss me off but they're going to omaha nebraska you can't have one more field in the city of oklahoma city like is there really just all this clamoring for that field that you have to make our women play at midnight one night get done at 3 a.m then we had to be back on the diamond to play a doubleheader on Saturday against Alabama, who was one of the best teams in the nation, who we took to the cleaners yesterday. And if all things hold, we're going to beat today. So these girls have been through more than just winning some softball games. They've they've been through the freaking ringer, dude. I mean, we talked about yesterday. And I think I said the same thing yesterday that it was complete and utter bullshit what the NCAA actually has done. I don't know. Like I said yesterday, you catch one game for seven innings, whatever, how long it is. Your knees are tired your starter's shoulders are, are done. You're exhausted. You have heavy legs. And you made them play a doubleheader yesterday, back-to-back, like some travel baseball bullshit. And all of that, they had to play until, I think, what, they finished at 2.30, 3 in the morning, had yeah. to get up at 7 or 8 a.m. for COVID testing, and then play again at 3 o'clock. And that, even that got delayed? I don't know why I expect the NCAA to actually do anything, you know, right, regardless, you know, of any sport. But the fact that the, the way they've been treating these girls, like, they – they don't care about the sport. I just don't think they do at all, period. And it's freaking ridiculous. I don't think it's that they don't care so much. I do think it's just that they have the B team running these tournaments. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think their best project managers, their best organizers, those folks are running the women's tournaments. I think they send them to run the men's tournaments because like, look, I'm not going to go on a huge soapbox about equality or anything like that. Or, you know, as the father of a daughter, I've got, I've got my own opinions, but the weight room thing for the NCAA tournament was ridiculous. And, and again, I'm going to take out take out Max Moody, the father of a four-year-old daughter who is showing some promise on the soccer field already. Yeah, that's right. And uh, just, just as a PR guy, which is like part of what I do in my day job, what kind of PR? Like you didn't think maybe they should just like have 
a real gem. Just like, it was just a horrible look, just terrible optics. So if you're not going to do it for the sake of like, you know, let's actually foster equality in the sports, at least CYA. And I don't know, give the girls a weight room or make them not have to play three softball games in the span of 14 hours. It's, it's ridiculous. It is. I mean, it is ridiculous and it's not going to change that. Like Candace and I talked about us on locked on ACC podcast this past Friday. Go give a listen to you guys. Trust me. It's a great pod. And it's, it's not going to change at all. Like I said on there that I think in 10 years, the NCAA is going to cease to be institution until that we have actually people coming in there. You have a lot of old heads over there, archaic thinking. Mark Emmert has been there for what, like 20 years now at this point and has done absolutely not a damn thing to, you know, revolution, revolution is the game he's seen college basketball. Like kids are not going to go there anymore. That's why the G league is formed. The proc there is slowly starting to get worse. College football, you have the NIL stuff coming, coming along and they're not doing anything actually to do that. They're deferring to the schools right now. And like you said, with the women's college basketball tournament with, no, with not even a proper gym, and then now this, nothing's going to change at all until we have like people like us, like our age, or people that you know like care this much about the sports, you know, across the board. Until and I don't see that happening until someone wants to make a stand for that. So, I'm I'm with you, man. And I think all right. So here's the schedule that we had to play. We had to play. Oh man, I wish I had the rankings in front of me. I'm sorry, folks. I'm not being the best journalist here, but I have their national seeds. It's close enough. We had to play the number 11 seeded team in the country in Arizona. Uh, we had to play them at 2.30 on Saturday. So when do you figure that game ended? Probably 5.30 or 6? 6 o'clock. So be- yeah, because of our game, the game after us got pushed back. We were scheduled to play that same night at 9.30. That got pushed back till midnight. So we played a doubleheader there. Then our next game was at 3.30 on Sunday. So... Mm-hmm. You figure three thirty. You probably get to the field three hours ahead of time. Add in COVID testing, like you said, they're leaving. They're leaving the the, the hotel probably at nine a.m. So now, fortunately, we got a day's break. But we're playing our fourth game in forty eight hours. That's I, look. I get it. It's just, oh gosh, what happened? Sorry, I'm seeing a lot of really excited Alabama girls and nothing on the scoreboard. They, they just got they just got the out. Oh, okay. I thought they hit a home run or something. All right. So Knowles are still winning going into the bottom of the seventh. Uh, hopefully, we can close this out. And folks, while we're waiting for this uh, this commercial break to come back, I do want to tell y'all the same thing I always tell you. I want you to go to rockauto.com because I care about you. I love you. You listen to us. You support me. And because of that, I support you by telling you to go to rockauto.com. Get great low prices in a massive selection. Any car part you need, I bet they've got it. So check out rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. You don't have to say me by name. You can if you want, but... You know, it's up to you. You can even write them a little note about how uh, how great my my uh, my salesmanship is, and just you know, let them let them know. So head to rockauto.com, check it out, and there, how'd you hear about us? Tell them it was locked on that sent you. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, winter green, cinnamon, and pomegranate. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw away your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum and lozenges today. This is the real deal. A Lucy subscription comes directly to your door each month. It's simple and you don't have to worry about leaving your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked on college network listeners, if you go to lucy.co and use the promo code locked on college, all one word, you're going to get 20% off of all products on your first 
order, including gum or lozenges. And I do have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code Locked On College. All right. The girls are still not back, but that's all right. We got to talk about something else. I know y'all y'all sort of talked about it yesterday, but I think that our folks here probably um, probably want to hear about the moneymaker. So great weekend for Florida State football. Um, by all accounts, the mega camp was incredibly run. Kids, a couple thousand kids showed up. We had coaches from as far as the University of Washington Huskies, coaches from as far up as all through the Midwest. I know Illinois sent some folks. I know our, that we had our boy, uh, Meatball Coach Law came back. He was actually coaching the running backs there during the camp. Did he? That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. It was, um, I think it was a really great idea. I think what a great way. I'm trying not to repeat what everyone else has said because I know this has been talked about to death, but the reality is having a mega camp is just so, what a cool idea to build goodwill with high school coaches because. High school coaches, if y'all listen to our interview with Moose Lewis, go back and find it. One of the one of the best ways to really understand the psyche of a high school football coach. You know, Moose doesn't make $4 million a year, right? Like he doesn't make $600,000 a year. He teaches at the school. You know, he's also the strength coach. That's what most high school coaches are. They don't, they don't want these kids to go to college because it'll look good for their recruiting. Most of them can't recruit. They want these kids to go to college because they want these kids to have the best possible life they can, become the best young men, the best husbands, the best fathers. And they know that a college education is key to that. So they're not looking just to get the kids that could go to Florida State to Florida State. They're looking to get any kid that they think could get a ride to college to that college. And the problem with that is it's really hard to get exposure. I mean, we look, we're Florida State. What do you think, Drake? Order of a percent of high school kids will get looked at by Florida state. Maybe. Uh, probably maybe, maybe half a percent. I'll give you a little more than that, but maybe probably half, but the, the, but you're right. The, the amount of it, it's just so small specific because they're a big state school. And also we're selective, you know, the kids that we pick. And also we only know of these kids when we're, they're brought up by their high school coaches or, you know, Hey, you know, we reach out to someone in the media or they go to the camps. If they don't do that, they yep. most likely will not be seen. And that's why that's why the MedCamp is so great. It provides an opportunity for a lot of these unknowns, these zero stars who probably actually have these stars that to get some exposure. That's exactly right. And that was the point I was getting at, right, is we're spoiled when we think of recruiting because it's not hard to find five stars. They're there. The media tells you about them. Twitter tells you about them. Same with the four stars. But when you're the coach of Georgia Southern or you're the coach of even an Arkansas State, and you know you're really recruiting in that you know one to one to like low three star range. It's not always easy to find those kids. And conversely, if you're one of those kids, it's not always easy to get found. So having this kind of event is huge for the high school coaches because, like we said when it was first announced, you know, I, I as a high school coach might have one kid that could maybe ride the bench for Florida State because again, I know we all want to. This is the worst we've ever been. Three wins. Our recruiting classes aren't what we expect. But the reality is, even on this team, the kids riding the bench on this team, unless they went to a St. Thomas Aquinas, an IMG, a Valdosta, a Matter Day, they were probably the best kid on their high school field. So most coaches don't have a kid talented enough to play at Florida State, but they might have one or two French kids. 
So to give them the opportunity to have all of their kids that could play at the group of five level, could play at the FCS level, could play at the D2 level to go to one place, gas isn't cheap right now, and have them all get seen by all of those coaches in one weekend. Yeah, if you're a high school coach, you're you're really going to like the guy that gave you that opportunity. So that's a long-winded way of saying, I, I'm glad to hear it went off with a hitch. We knew it would. It's Norvell. He's organized. He's nothing if not organized. But applause from Knowles Anonymous for a brilliant idea, Mike. Coach, appreciate it. No, Miguelito De Niro, he put his money where his mouth is. And it was didn't only go with the slingshot, but I think it was, you're like, you, I really can't. I'm trying not to repeat what you just said because you basically just told what no, I know, the entire time. I know. But like you're right, like it's important for these kids to like, you know get that exposure. And uh, Mike Norvell like gave them kind of a little more opportunity, not only with his school. You know, you had UCF like uh, I think Gus Malzahn was there. You had FAU as much as we just like to well, like other coaches from other top tier programs came to actually to watch these kids. So maybe Florida State doesn't get them, but another school is going to give this guy kid an opportunity. You know, to like play at the next level and also get a degree which for a lot of them, you know, sets them up for generational wealth. Like, you know, James Coleman said during, during our interview that this is an opportunity, you know, to set to prepare yourself to be a better man after college, like, you know, like give you the tools to succeed past the four years. No, absolutely. And you know what else James Coleman said in his interview that really stood out to me was, uh, was when he talked about his son really not being allowed to go to Florida. And I'm curious for you, what would it take to – let your son or daughter athletically go to the University of Miami. So for Miami, that's hard. But as much as, you know, it pains me to say this, like my parents gave me the decision, you know, to go away from home and go to FSU, even though they kind of did want me to go home, stay home, but they did want me to explore that. I would give my son or daughter the opportunity to play, to go there only if they were, they need to get the full ride scholarship mm-hmm. and I better see them starting. Because if they're riding the bench at that school, uh, Andresillo Jr. or Isabella, Gabriela, ooh, that is a uh, – You already have your that, kids' names picked out? 100% hands down, bro. What you talking about? Really? Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm not calling my, my little kid Andres, Andres. I have no idea what to call him. But a daughter would be like Isabella or, Isabella or Gabriela. One of the two. Mine but, is either um, – Mine is either – These are both Irish names, but either Aoife or Owen. But Owen, okay. like E O I N, like the Irish spelling of it, um, or Efa oh, like A O I F A. Um, I, like I really like it. But but here's what I would do because I'm a good guy. I would make it their middle name, and they could choose to go by it. But that way, on the first uh, first day of school, they're not always, you know. Oh yes, did we do it? We f- oh. did it, ladies and gentlemen. Say what you want about your tenth seated Florida State Seminoles. Here's the thing. I will, I will leave you all with some wisdom today. I guess we're not done yet, but if you take nothing else from anything I've said today, take this. When the chips are down and there's no more things left to flip over and it's going to be what it's going to be, winners win. It's that simple. That is Max Moody's philosophy of life. There are winners. There are champions. And there's people that can't quite crack it. In this team, they're winners to their DNA. All the way down to that genetic code, this team won a national championship two years, two tournaments ago, and they're going back to play for another one. Their second play, their second national championship they're going to play for in three tournaments, despite being a 10 seed, despite, by the way, not having a single girl pretty much that hit over 300. They just put 
eight runs on Alabama, beating them two days in a row to send themselves to the Women's College World Series final. I don't care who you are. That's awesome. This is probably the best Knowles team, soccer, football, basketball, we've probably seen since the national championship team for football in 2013. And like Max said, they 100% have just championship, you know, in their DNA. They're winners, and winners always prosper. And right now, this is a dynasty in the making with three, and we have the experience to do it again. We have four to five girls from the 2018 team are on this. Sydney Sherrill, Anna Shellnut, Elizabeth Mason, Danny Morgan, Cassie Davis, and they all are going to bring us back there. And we're going to we're being led there by coach, like I said before, Lonnie Alameda, who has truly built the dynasty. And right now, she's right out there with Coach Ham as probably someone that has brought it sport that FSU fans typically, you know, don't care about, but brought it to the forefront. And now F- Seminole Nation's watching them with gloating eye. And we're, I'm going to already say it, we're going to win and we're going to be the second one. And I'm very excited to celebrate with them. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. I'm not the, not the biggest softball fan. I mean, it's just not a sport that I grew up playing really. And I've, uh, I've, I've watched it, but I love Florida state and Florida state winning. That makes me happy. And no, it's incredible. So well done girls. That was exciting to watch. I'm glad we got to watch the last couple innings here. It pushed our recording a little late, but Hey, I'm in. So the first game will be game one, uh, June 8th, ESPN, 7:30 PM. So as you're listening to this, it's tonight at 7.30 p.m., assuming they don't push it back until midnight just for funsies. Uh, They will have to play a second game on June 9th at 7 p.m. We'll see about third game. The way the women do it is interesting. We walked through the men's format, which is now wholly irrelevant because our baseball team is now wholly irrelevant. But anyway, the way the women do it is they actually split them into two brackets within one bracket. So instead of one consolation bracket, there are actually two consolation brackets, meaning that you can have two one loss teams face off in the final. Um, so result of that is when you're in the final, it's just the best of three. It's not like if one team's undefeated, one team has one loss, you have to, you know, one team has to win twice. One team only has to win once. We're going to play the winner of Oklahoma and James Madison. They play, I guess they already played. Okay, so Oklahoma beat James Madison. So we are going to play Oklahoma tonight as you're listening to this, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. Give it a watch, folks. These girls deserve it. So let's be happy, folks. You want to be happy? Get a Built Bar. I love Built Bars. Built Bars make me happy. Candy bars make me happy, but they don't make my waistline happy. And I'll tell you what, I had to get in a pool this past weekend. And when I was doing that, I'm going to be honest. I felt pretty confident, you know, when I, uh, when I was, when I was walking around by the pool, you know, I felt, uh, I felt good. And you know why I felt good because I've been eating well. And a big part of that has been the built bar. Now I'm not saying I look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Conan the barbarian or anything, but you know, compared to how I would have been looking if instead of built bars, I was still eating Snickers bars. Well, I felt good. So grab a built bar, 17, 18 grams of protein, depending on your flavor five grams of sugar, only five grams of carbs. Go get them. You guys know it. Locked on or locked 15 is the promo code builtbar.com. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. There's no O-N. It's just locked one five. Y'all get me. You know me. I'm doing my best here. Eat a built bar. You'll thank me later. It's 15%. 15. One five. Well, folks, it's what we call the witching hour. And you know, if you know me, that Max, after about 9 p.m., start to lose it a little. It's currently 9.52, but I had to watch the girls take one home. So 
Drake, let's let's talk something fun to send these people off with. I know it's Tuesday. I know y'all are thinking like, oh, we got a whole week of this. As y'all are listening to this, I'm probably in the air right now, headed up to Washington, D.C., nation's capital. Papa's got to go work for the week. So gotta gotta go do um gotta go do real stuff all week and you know, contemplate just becoming a full-time podcaster while I'm at it. Drake, I got a hypothetical for you. Take you back to take you back to your school days, which you no longer have to worry about. Started your new job today. Proud of you for that, buddy. Thank you, my guy. So you have an option here. Win three consecutive national championships, but lose to Miami all three years. So we're losing to Miami and then we're rebounding because we're beating Florida as our out of conference. And then we're going to end up winning the conference. So we get there with one loss and you get three national championships, but three losses to Miami each year or three years in a row of eight win seasons, but we beat Miami, Florida and Clemson all three years. Which one do you choose? Okay, this is actually a much better hypothetical than the one you just we just had to cut out. Um, that's tough because my because if you pick the first one, I can just hear Miami fans nonstop saying you're not a real champion because you know we're the ones that beat you. And as much as you know, I can tolerate Miami fans; they can get a little bit obnoxious when it comes to you know them winning and beating us, and they will definitely let you hear about it. On the other hand, eight wins against Clemson, UF, and Miami. I mean, it's we beat your rivals and you would get better recruiting classes, but we're stuck at eight wins. It's like, what's the point of like continuously? Like, we, if you know you're gonna be eight wins for three straight years, you're not gonna go over the hump. And what are we, Georgia? And they seem to be delusional and depressed. So yeah. that's hard. I'm gonna have to probably say, I'm gonna have to go to eight wins. I think I'm going to have to go to the eight wins because I don't think I can handle Miami fans, you know, like thinking that, you know, they're, they're the pseudo national champions, champions because they beat us, kind of like how UCF, you know, went, went undefeated and still ha- and can claim national championship. So I'm going to go with the eight wins. I think that's a good pick. I think either pick would have been good. I may have asked a question because I think it matters. What is Miami's record in those years, right? Are they Pittsburgh beating Clemson? You know, are they like a, like a six-win team? Or are they going, you know, 10 and one losing to North Carolina and then they don't get in the conference championship? Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't answer that for myself, but I think that would matter because three championships is great, but you know what the best championship to win always is? You're in state travel. Next year's championship is always the best championship. And you got to think you've won three in a row. Well, what if Miami is only been one game away three years in a row and they're telling kids on the recruiting trail, oh, and we're beating Florida State. So why are you going to go there? They're just, they're just point to, you know, it would be like a Jameis or a Dalvin Cook point to someone. That's why they're winning. Come to us. Whereas agreeing with you, I think eight wins three years in a row, but beating all of our major and conference rival and both of our in-state rivals, well, we should have a hell of a recruiting class and be ready to rock it the next year. Yeah. Now Four or five wins is four or five losses is tough to deal with, but hey, Notre Dame won four games and was in the playoff two years later. So, you know, I, I do think I don't know. I think I could take the short-term serotonin hit of beating our rivals to get me through three eight-win seasons and hopefully set up like better dividends in the future. 
oh, but gosh, would it be nice to have the that trophy case? Yeah, I will. I will tell you, like you're going a lot more logical, like a lot further down the road than me, just because I just can't. Because you, no, you and I both know what Twitter is going to be like when we beat them, when we lose them, but we win it all. And it was like, you know, not my champs, the faux yeah, champ. That's true. You know, a, a paper tiger. Like they, we would hear that nonstop. And that what? to me is more like. Oof. Here's another angle, too, that I'm now thinking because you thought this. So, folks, if you're playing along in your car, think about this way. You don't know you're going to win the championships when you lose to Miami. And we always play. Like, no, not always. It depends. But a lot of times we play Miami earlier recently than we've played them later. Cause other than the hurricane that kicked them to Columbus day weekend, like we'd been playing them. So it would really suck if we, if those three years were three years, we played them in freaking September and we had to hear all year about like, you know, Oh, we beat you. Oh, we're going to, you know, cause think about it. If we're winning all our games and they're winning all theirs, that means we also have beaten Clemson. So we're ranked like three or four. They're ranked number two. And until they lose to whoever they lose to, we have to hear about it every week. And I honestly don't know if the high of a championship would be worth three years of spending multiple weeks a year having to hear it from Miami. It's not. But what about this, though? You said we only lose to Miami once in, those, in the hypothetical, right? Just once that year? in the conference championship? Yeah. What if we beat them in the conference championship? And Because, you know, we have to play them there because they're in the Coastal. And then we prevent them from going to the CFP. We get our revenge at that point, and then we go on and win the national championship. So technically, we're one and one against them each of those years because we yeah, would have to play them for that. I'm not going to bend the laws of physics and put Miami in a conference championship game. We're talking hypotheticals, <laughs> not fairy tales. Come on, Drake. Come on now. Come on. No, but I think that that's a good point. Um, yeah, I'd do that. I would honestly. Okay, folks, I know I've been saying a lot of stuff that I keep saying. You'll never hear me say this again. I may never say this again, but I don't think anything would make me happier then losing to Miami in the regular season and then getting to beat them in the conference championship to a keep their conference trophy count at zero B ruin a perfect season and C watch us go to a national championship after having already had, cause I'm thinking about the lows. Let's think about the highs. Think about the wave these guys are going to ride all year. Oh, we're especially, and I know this would hurt in the moment, but folks, hear me out. Sometimes the best pleasure comes after a moment of intense pain. Oh God, you may have to bleep that one out. I didn't mean that to, I didn't mean that to, that sounded weird. Anyway, but folks ride with you, ride with you. We're doing this together. Imagine if Miami beat us like they beat us last year, like 52 to seven, because I don't know, quarterbacks hurt something fluky. And then we go on to win the rest of our games. And then we beat them in the conference championship. They get to spend their whole year having blown out Florida State. Then they get to think, oh, this is our, oh, we play Florida State again. This, like when we got to play Duke again in the Jameis year and we just knew we were going to clobber them. And then to watch themselves, them lose in Charlotte and watch that, that little bit of hope fade away before their eyes. Sorry, I don't know. I just was trying to do my Robin Williams scotch, but to watch it, watch it go away, just fades. You know, it's just gone. All that hope just poof. And then we get to walk out of that stadium, head to the, oh my gosh, I couldn't think of anything better. Man, oh, all right. Well, I'm all excited. Off to bed with me. Uh, folks, this has been a phenomenal show. I'm about to say, folks, if you heard that bang, that's Max's table flipping over. Yeah, I got excited there. I hope we don't get blown out by Miami. I really do. But if they ever make it to the conference championship again, I hope it's us that get to be there. And oh my gosh, that's what I want to ask. What do you think is worse, Miami winning their first conference championship 
and going to a national championship undefeated beating Clemson in the conference championship, or both of us have two losses or so no one's going to the national championship and they beat us for their first conference title. Uh, And they went, they, let me, let me sweeten it up a bit. They win that national championship. I'd rather them win the national championship than them beat us to get the first conference championship. I think that's I, the right I, answer. I, I, I need that trophy case to stay empty forever as it should be. That's like, that's the way it should be. That's the way God intended it to be. Well, and it's kind of like the, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, the Alabama versus us argument, right? Where as much as I hate them for having this argument, we didn't beat Bama in the championship. And I think if Miami were to win one, but not against us, I would hold out a little of that. Like, yeah, okay, good job. Like you, you know, come on, you won one, but you got to beat, you know, oh, you got to beat the big boys. I'm going to have that Photoshop, you know, up and ready to go with that. Just trust me. If you don't beat us for your national championship, are you really the national champions if you didn't beat us? I mean, come on. Really? I mean, the conference, not national. Not not national. national. Yeah. No, I'd be. Uh, anyway, so that got uh, those were good hypotheticals. I'm glad we did that. Folks, it's Tuesday. All right. We're watching a softball game. We're hanging out. But the good news is we'll be hanging out all week. A little, little housekeeping, which I'm sure is what everyone likes to hear. I will be out of town this week. Drake just started a new job, but fortunately I do have a mobile recording studio. That's right. Mobile. I can pack my mic in my suitcase is what I mean. So I'm going to, I'm going to be able to record from the road. We're going to try to record, you know, like we always do. We're going to try to come to y'all nice and smooth and organized and you know, None of that stuff, but you get what I'm saying uh, for the rest of the week. So hopefully we will spend the rest of the week together. Can't wait to see y'all Wednesday. Can't wait to see y'all Thursday. Can't wait to celebrate Friday with y'all. And then last thing, Drake, before I, I let you remind the people what to do, I want to take a moment because I know this episode's been all over the board and I, I meant to say this earlier, but last week, actually today might be up there. No. Yeah. Last week we had three we only had five episodes. We had three of our biggest listens, listening days ever since we started this. April 5th was our first episode. Uh, and in the off season, you guys just gave us our three biggest listening days. Only one of those, by the way, was an interview episode. So I, thanks. I mean, I don't, I don't know why you guys listen to us all the time, but uh, I love doing it and I love that you do. So as long as y'all keep listening, we'll keep making it. Uh, you know, like, share, subscribe. Drake will tell you that in a moment, but tell your friends about us. If you're enjoying it, send it to somebody. Share the the camaraderie that is Locked on Seminoles. And I'm confident that if we get a great recruiting class, we're going to take this up into the stratosphere this season. We're going to bring y'all better content, more energy, hopefully not too much because I don't know how much more I have in me, but we're going to do our best and just an all around great show all through next year. And the next off season is going to be an even crazier ride. So thanks for being here. I'm Max, and with our sign-off message, Driz, tell the people what to do. Everybody, please join the movement. Like, share, rate, review, follow, or subscribe either our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. Take care, everybody.